0: So for the next three weeks, I'm going to share from God's word about giving. And the aim is to prepare our hearts, prepare our minds for action that we would honor God by our giving. Okay, let's, let's see. You know, this year, several pastors, well-known pastors have passed away uh, in America. Anybody heard this song, Majesty, Worship is Majesty? How many have sang that song? Put your hand up. Yeah. That song was composed by a pastor called Jack Hayford. He, he passed away this year. Just a few days ago, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Tim Keller who, uh, who, who started City to City and Redeemer Church in New York. And again, a giant of the faith, he passed away. A few days ago, Pat Robertson, who started the uh, Christian Broadcasting Network many, many years ago, this is 40 years ago or so, he passed away and uh, and also recently this year, Charles Stanley passed away. Now, the point I'm making is this, as long as we are human, one day we have to go. turn to somebody and say, one day you've got to go. (laughs) There's only going to be one generation, yeah, there's only one generation that will be there on this earth when Jesus returns and they won't go, they'll be with him. Okay? So so we've got to uh, root ourselves in this, that hey, it's natural. You know, the apostle Paul himself knew that he was going to go. He says, I have fought the fight. I've run the race. And, and he says, you know, uh, I, my life has been poured out as a drink offering. And now I know, you know, uh, he, he was sh- in 2 Timothy. He knew he was going to go. All right? So there's, uh, so that is fact number one. We've all got to go. Now, where we go det- is determined by our relationship to Jesus. So every man, woman and child who's living on this earth right from the greatest president to the most educated person on earth you know, they've got to go. But where we go is determined by our relationship by Jesus Christ. You know, it's in in effect. After our death, the question that will be asked of us is who is Jesus to you? That's the question. Who is Jesus to you? And the answer to that question will determine whether we will spend eternity with Jesus in heaven or separated from him forever and ever in torment. So I'm just laying down certain basics. So we've all got to go. And where we go is determined by our relationship to Jesus. So right off the start, I want to say, if there is anybody here this morning who has not yet put their trust in Jesus, not yet accepted Jesus as the only God, the only way, when you go, you will miss out on being in heaven. Alright? But if you trust in Him and believe that He's the only God he died on the cross for your sins and He rose again from the dead. Yeah, you will get to spend eternity with Jesus. Now, we, we don't have time to unpack all that. This is just a brief introduction. Now, so we know we're going to go. We know where we're going to go. But, you know, year stole my notes. <laughs> you know, that verse she used in the offering, you know. Where, where it speaks about store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, okay? And, and really, you know, the, the point is this, that we, we know that if we've put our faith in Jesus, we love Jesus, we know that we will be in heaven with Him forever. Hallelujah! Turn to somebody and if you know that you're going to be in heaven with Him, say, I'm going to be in heaven. Amen. All right? See, see, this is our hope. This is our great hope. You know, we see all kinds of things happening in the world today. You know, that train accident that killed hundreds of people, thousand wounded, you know, horrific things. Our life can go in a flash. But for Pat Robertson and uh, uh, T- Tim Keller, you know, all these giants of the faith, and for us who've put our trust in Jesus, death has lost its sting hallelujah we know that no matter which way we die when we die we will be face to face with jesus forever and ever amen Amen. that's our great hope so so we are living with this great hope but knowing that we are going to heaven is one thing but then jesus tells us how to prepare ourselves for heaven you know last year your illustration was amazing You know when it's 40 degrees like today or whatever it's so hot you can't think about packing you know thermals or a jacket or warm clothes you think it's impossible but then when you reach there and you're freezing (laughs) then you realize oh no why didn't I do this so I know the next time that's gonna happen I'm gonna pack warm clothes the problem is for heaven there is no next time So we've got only this time to set it right, okay? So can we put up that verse up there again? Uh, Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Is it up there? Great. And we're going to just... So over the next three weeks... We're just going to look at different verses that speak about giving. Let the Holy Spirit come and touch our hearts and stir our hearts. Here, okay, let me read this. This is Jesus himself speaking, and he says, "'Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal.' For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word that is living and eternal, Lord. Lord, I pray that your anointing would be upon me as I speak your word and upon our hearts and our, and our minds and our spirits to receive your word this morning and to transform and to change our attitude towards giving. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You know, th- this was written 2,000 years ago. Yeah, if, if Jesus was on earth today, he says, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where internet scammers <laughs> can come in and scam your money. Okay? Today I was reading about a colonel who lost 2.4 crores. On this internet scam. So first off, today, today I read it. Now listen, please, I want to tell everybody here, this has nothing to do with the sermon. But if you receive a message saying, would you like to make money, 10,000 rupees a day, you know, just liking ads and doing something, it's a scam. Turn to somebody and say, it's a scam. Okay, don't fall for these things, please. Please. Okay, if you receive a message that says hi, you know, from an unknown person, <laughs> you know, I, the last couple of weeks I've received three or four messages, and especially they're from abroad, one from America, one from somewhere else, you know, and you, you're very curious. Oh, somebody from America is saying hi, and they may know your name. They said hi, Colin. Okay, so please don't respond, block them, or your 2.4 crores may disappear. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the message Okay, so, so, so this is what Jesus is saying Let's put that verse up again Okay, Jesus' command to us He says, listen Don't store for yourselves treasures on earth Okay Now, you see There are two kinds of people in the world There are people who are in Christ and not in Christ We, we are in Christ and, and, and the whole world is running after something, and they're running after money. Do you know that? I mean, I, I go through my Instagram posts, and I have so many posts. Would you like to know how to make $500 a day? Would you like to know how to make $5,000 a month? I mean, we're just bombarded by this. So you can be a social media influencer. You can do SEO. You can do all these things. And the whole focus is how you can make more and more money. Isn't that true? Yeah? Th- that's how everything is. Okay? And, and Jesus is saying here, he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Okay? And w- w- because, w- but because, because, because of this. Look around. You know, I, Robert Morris said this, he says, he had a friend in college, okay, and whenever they saw anything beautiful, or, you know, oh wow, look at that house, Porsche house with that car, you know what he used to say? It's going to be burnt up. (laughs) The truth of the matter is, everything we see, right from beautiful sceneries to this thing is going to be destroyed when Jesus comes. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth okay so we we need to have our perspective right so Jesus says listen don't make anything your treasure on earth okay don't put your hope in in wealth in gold in jewelry in 2,000 rupee notes by the way another announcement if you have 2,000 rupee notes you need to change them okay so so (laughs) don't put it in the offering (laughs) okay So, 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 so just keep that in mind Okay, and so what Jesus says, listen, Jesus is not against you storing treasure. Get that right. Jesus is not against you storing treasure. But he is concerned about where your treasure is. And he says, listen, don't store your treasure in ICICI Bank and other things. He's saying, store your treasure in heaven. Okay? Okay? So Jesus is saying, listen, you want to store treasure? Wonderful, please do it. But not in this bank, store it in heaven's bank. Now, now the question you smart internet people must be asking is what is the IFSC code of heaven's bank? <laughs> you know, what is the code? <laughs> you know, and, and what it is. So, so really what Jesus is saying is you know, that as we give to the work of God, to his kingdom, to the poor, Yeah, so we are giving on earth, but it is being credited to our account in heaven. So he's saying the way we store our treasure in heaven, you know. Now don't be like the guy who, you know, this fellow, young teenager. He got paid for working and he got a hundred dollars. And his parents said, you know, you've got a tithe on that. And he said, ooh, tithe on that, what to do? So he had these $100 bills, you know, in cash. And he says, okay. He says, Lord, I'm going to tithe on this. I'm going to throw everything to you. You keep what you want. I'll take the rest. (laughs) Did he get that? (laughs) So was he tithing? No. He just put it up there. Okay, I'll keep this. Lord, you take what you want. So so when it comes to, uh, what is this, uh, giving, yeah, Let's understand a few things. Number one, my message this this morning is on giving. It's not about tithing. There are two different things. In Leviticus 27 verse 30, Leviticus 27 verse 30, God's word tells us that our tithe belongs to the Lord. Okay? So when we give our tithes, we're not giving, we're just bringing them to the Lord. Great? Great. You know, that, that's what we're doing. A tithe of everything belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Okay? So when we bring our tithes to the Lord, we, we are bring, we're saying, Lord, this is yours. I'm returning it to you. We've not started giving yet. Okay? So when we talk about the gift they're offering, we're not talking about tithing. That's taken care of already. Okay? We're talking about giving something above and beyond that. Okay. Now, um, so that's one thing. Now, you know, how we give is very important. You know, When we talk about giving, we, we, there are different ways in which people determine how much they should give. And really what we've got to keep in mind is that Jesus is watching over how we give. But before we get into that, I want to share about some of the effects of your giving. Okay? So we're going to put up uh, one picture, I'll just put that up here, you know. At Word of Grace, we have, uh, here we are, at Word of Grace, over the last year, yeah, thanks to your generosity and your giving, we've been able to give to different things that you personally may not be able to give to. And uh, here's a picture on the screen, and I'm going to tell you about this person. This girl is Rim Jim Khatun, is a young girl who lives in the slums of the Nepali station in Bihar. She and her parents are rag pickers. So recently she spoke about a day in her life which was published in a local magazine where she talked about the challenges she faces daily. Think about this. You know, if you think your life is hard, listen to this. She wakes up early and rummages through heaps of garbage in the hope of finding recyclable scraps to be sold for some money. Every day is a struggle, battling against hunger, vulnerable to abuse and exposure to danger. Okay? This is this young girl's life in our own nation. But after a hard day's work, she freshens up and comes for the Asha classes where they teach the uh, Education for All EFA Curriculum. Okay. She, loves, she shared how she loves the EFA Curriculum and finds happiness in learning. It helps her to dream and gives her a desire to work hard in her studies. She enjoys the love and appreciation she gets for what she does. Despite the many challenges Jim faces, she continues to attend the EFA classes and the Asha project and hopes for a better tomorrow. Can we have the next picture? Okay, so this is the classroom. Okay. So w- one of the projects that we are supporting is called Education for All. It's being run by Joanne Phillip in, uh, from Bangalore. Some of you may know her husband, Arun. And, uh, and, and their goal is to go to the poorest of the poor who have no access to education. I mean, look at the state of that classroom, okay? And, and provide them with quality education. That's what they're doing. They're not just giving them stuff, but quality education. And uh, if you've given towards gift day last year, if you've contributed to the joy of giving that we take every month, you have partnered in helping Rim Jim with her education. Amen? amen you have sent your treasures ahead to heaven and so you know this is just one of the many causes that our gift day is supporting and and that's what it is you know i mean think of rim jim's life and think of your daughter or son's life do you think this is different yeah the quality of their life and how they are living it's hugely different yeah? our children don't have to wake up in the morning wondering what they will eat where they will sleep or rummage through garbage heaps okay? so my next point is this that we are amazingly blessed okay? we are amazingly blessed we have so much in fact too much okay and, uh, and so what God would want us to do is to say hey Think about people like Rimjim and others who are living in abject poverty. But your giving can make a difference to their lives. Hmm? Now, ha- how much should we give? Let's turn to, uh, what is this, uh, Mark 12, Mark chapter 12. Verse 41. Okay? So when we consider giving, and when you think about giving towards a gift day, we've got to keep a few things in mind. Number one is this. The people here may not know how much you gave, but there's somebody who knows, and that is Jesus. Jesus. Okay, look at Mark chapter 6 verse 41. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Now this morning, I don't know, Conrad and somebody else must have come with these offering baskets and you know the way they come and hold it is they they put it in front of you but they're looking elsewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? How would you like it if he did this? Oops, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> how would you feel <laughs> you know maybe you'd give more I don't know <laughs> but, but, but the point is although our ushers are not looking okay Jesus is looking because he, he commented on the people's giving okay verse 41 Jesus sat down opposite the place maybe there was a place there and Jesus sat down here and he's looking <laughs> and people are streaming up to give okay So the first point in this is this, our giving is in secret, but it's known to Jesus, okay? Now, he he saw the crowd putting into their money. Many rich people threw in large amounts, okay? And so what happens is, you know, when we look at our giving, we may say, I I don't have so much, okay? And uh, we may feel embarrassed with what we are giving in, or we may feel proud of how much we've given. Either way. So there were two types of people who gave here. The rich people came in and they put in large amounts. Imagine having this thing and opening your briefcase and shoving in notes in there and just pushing it down and saying, Hey Sunit, please help me push it down. And you know, that kind of thing was happening. And then you had this lady, it says, but a poor widow came and she just put in two, I don't know if you get them today, 25 paise coins. You know, something. She put in two one-rupee coins. And, and in the minds of the people watching, what would they have thought? They would have thought, oh, that rich man who put in all his 2,000-rupee notes in there has given so much. This lady, two rupees, no consequence. Okay? But then Jesus called his disciples to him. And, and he taught them an important lesson. And he said, truly I tell you, this poor widow who put in her two mites put, has put more into the treasury than all the others. And the disciples got out their calculators and said, how is that possible? You know, how, how could two rupees be greater than 10,000 rupees? Jesus, where did you learn maths? <laughs> you know, how, how, how is that possible? And, and, uh, and then Jesus saved. They, verse 44, they all gave out of their wealth. That means putting in those 10,000 or 1 lakh of rupees didn't make a dent to them. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had to live on. Wow. And so the lesson we have here is this. That how much we give is not in question, not the question. It's what proportion we give. Okay, get that together. It's not how much we give, it's what proportion we give. You know? So, For example, for some people here, to put in 20,000 may not be much. To other people, 20,000 may be their whole month's salary. You see, so what is the proportion of your giving in relation to your earning or your income that is the question and and jesus commends us not on the amount but on the proportion all right so our giving needs to be proportionate okay now the treasures that we spoke about in heaven are this that as we give proportionately as we give generously As we give in faith, knowing that our giving is resulting in a credit in heaven and is blessing and changing the lives of people, okay, that is our great, great reward. Today, the needs that we have are tremendous, tremendous. By the grace of God, we are blessed abundantly, okay, and we want to give proportionately. Okay, a second way we want to give is we want to give. Sacrificially, in uh, in Second Samuel twenty four. Just turn to Second Samuel. Just putting it up there. You see, D- David committed a sin, and what he did was he counted the number of fighting men. Second Samuel twenty four. Here we are. He took a, verse one. He go and take a census of Israel and Judah. That's what David did, okay? And God had told them, do not do that. But he did it. And uh, as a result of that, as a result of of disobeying God, this is what happens. Okay, God sent uh, a plague. Verse 13, so the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the end of the time designated, and 70,000 people died. Okay? When the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, Enough, withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. Okay? And, and that's what happened. And then uh, God told, Verse 18, on that day, Gad went to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. So David went up as the Lord commanded through Gad. When Aruna saw the king and his officials coming towards him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Okay? And uh, Aruna said, Why have you come, my Lord? And he says, To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. Verse 22, Aruna said to David, Let my lord the king take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are my oxen for the burnt offering. Here are the threshing sledges and the ox yokes for the wood, your majesty. Aruna gives all this to the king. But the king replied to Aruna, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God, burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Alright? So another principle in our giving is this. How much does it cost you? Or to use a modern term, does it pinch you? You see? For some of us, to give 5,000, 10,000 is nothing. It, it makes no difference. But is it pinching you or is it costing you? Is it a sacrifice unto God? That is the question, okay? David was a man after God's own heart. No matter all the different sins he committed, okay, he had this distinction, a man after God's own heart. And what did he do? He says, listen, thank, you know, I want to sacrifice, I don't want to sacrifice to the Lord something that does not cost me anything. There's got to be a cost, there's got to be a sacrifice, there's got to be a pinch, so when you consider your giving, think about this. Is it something that you're comfortable with or is it something that you know is going to be costly? Okay? Settle for costly. All right. And then, yeah. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18 and 19. 1 Timothy chapter 6, was 18 and 19, you know. Uh, Paul, writing to those who are rich, he says, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Now, we've spoken about a lot of things this morning. Okay? and let's pull it all together Uh, so our giving will result today's focus is on our treasure in heaven there are blessings on earth as well multiplied we haven't got time to get into that this morning okay but know this one day we have to go whether you're Tim Keller or Pat Robertson or a great Christian one day our time on earth will come to an end unless Jesus returns and we've got to go. How can we prepare ourselves to that place that we're going to go? Jesus is saying, send your treasure there. Paul wrote here and he says, lay up treasure as a firm foundation for when you're going to reach there. You know, Last year and myself and others who travel to Karai, we will get a second chance if you go to Karai again. We can pack warm clothes and not freeze. But when it comes to heaven, you have only one chance. And I want you to let the Spirit of God, let His Word soak in you as you take in all these things. Okay? That we are, as we are giving, we are laying a firm foundation. As we are giving, we're making a difference in the lives of people like Rim Jim and others. As we are giving, the gospel is being, is being advanced and people are coming to salvation. Okay? God wants us to give proportionately. Okay? You may be giving a big amount, but in proportion it's very small. Give a bigger amount. God wants our giving to be sacrificial. Not comfortable giving, but costly giving. And, 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 and God has blessed us abundantly we have so much think of Rim Jim. think of your son and your daughter huge difference your, I don't think any of us our children have to wake up and decide to scrummage in a garbage bin to survive the day never you know, God has blessed us and, and, and what we've got to realize is God has entrusted us these things and we are but stewards of them one day we will leave everything behind you know <laughs> I remember B- B- Benny Hinn saying this about a funeral and he says a rich man died you know, and they were you know, you, well, when there's a death and there are relatives they say where there's a will there, are, there is a way no there are relatives okay, and they were all at the will reading and, and everything and they were discussing how much has he left how much is he left and somebody said He left everything. He didn't take anything with him. And that's the situation. You know, when we pass away, we will leave everything. But if we are good stewards of what we have and we invest them into the things of God, there is huge reward waiting for us. Amen. Let's let's close our eyes this morning. Let the word, the spirit of God hover over us. And let these words ring out as I pray. Lord, I thank you that you have blessed us with so much lord we have great abundance lord we acknowledge that everything we have is from you lord and we thank you for that we are but stewards and managers of what you've given us lord i pray that you would stir our hearts this morning that we would come to the realization that one day we will be with you in heaven and there'll be joy everlasting. Lord, help us to understand that you've commanded us to store up treasures in heaven, to lay a firm foundation by our giving on earth, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would touch us by your Spirit and show us, Lord, that our giving needs to be proportional, it needs to be sacrificial, it needs to be costly. Would you do that, Lord? Would you do that? And Lord, we take hold of your promise that as we give, we will be blessed on earth and in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So what I'd like us to do is as you go home, you know, talk about it with your husband, wife, if you're you're single, yourself, and say, "Lord, Lord, what would constitute a sacrificial, costly gift to you? Not a comfortable, safe gift. Amen. All right. God bless you. We've ended early today. Wow. Yeah. Let's fellowship. Have some cold drink and uh, fellowship with one another. Amen.